Track. This is number uh, episode number eleven of I Love This Album. This is my new uh, my latest YouTube failure series. And today I'm going to talk about the album that I love is the maybe uh, overlooked. I don't want to say underrated, but overlooked both album and band. Overkill is the band, and the album right there is uh, is called Under the Influence. And as you might expect, if you've been watching all this. I don't know if I get repeated viewers. I don't know if people, first of all, I mean, only these things only get like 50 views anyway. I don't know if it's the same 50 people watching them every time or if people just uh, maybe sometimes stumble on it because they like one of the bands that I'm talking about. But um, I'm going to talk about a little bit of my history with Overkill, how I uh, discovered them, how I got into them. Um, they, they, I was definitely late to the, to the Overkill game. They were um, part of the, I would say, what maybe people would call that first wave of thrash. That was obviously Metallica were the leaders. You could even say Venom or Exciter. Uh, but Metallica, Slayer, Anthrax, Megadeth, the big four. Um, I talked about Exodus also. People talk about Testament. But uh, Overkill, their first album came out in 85, which is Feel of Fire. And then their next one came out in 87, which was um, uh, Taking Over. And I never really knew them. I don't know why uh, why I, I missed out on them. But the, the, I think the only songs I knew from them at that point, or the only song I think was uh, In Union We Stand. I think there was a video for that. And I just didn't like it. I, I'd always heard that they were a thrash band. And and then I, I guess I heard or saw the video for In Union We Stand, and I didn't like it. I thought it was... Uh, I still don't really like that song. It's not thrash at all. But it's kind of a slow, anthemic song, and I thought, this isn't the kind of music that I that I really like. It was more like, I guess, from what I knew at that time, like more like traditional heavy metal. So I kind of ignored Overkill uh, until 1988. Now, in 1988, they, um, they played in Toronto, and I'm going to go to my props here. And I went to this show. This was on July 31st, 1988, at the Sibony Club in Toronto, which was a cool place. I saw not too many shows there. I saw Death Angel there, uh, I think that same year, maybe around the same, it was that same summer, I think. And um, now you can see they were playing with Nuclear Assault. And when when this show was announced, I loved, at that time, I did love Nuclear Assault. They were not big like Metallica or Slayer, but I, I really liked Nuclear Assault. When the show was announced, I, I guess just assumed that Nuclear Assault was headlining and uh, and Overkill was opening. I don't know whether I got this ticket in advance or if I bought it at the door, but I, I do remember being surprised that it was the other way around, that Overkill was headlining and Nuclear Assault was opening. 
And um, so I, I was a little bit disappointed. So I watched uh, Nuclear Assault. I love them. And then uh, Overkill played. And man, that, that may have been my, uh, my favorite concert from, uh, from that year, from, from 1988. And I really, really, really loved Overkill. I maybe at that time regretted that I didn't or hadn't gotten into them sooner. They were much, much, much more thrash than I thought based on only hearing in Union We Stand. And uh, something that I really loved about uh, Overkill, both live and then I probably bought Under the Influence. It feels like I bought it the next day. But what I really loved, I was a huge Anthrax fan back then, especially of Among the Living. I talked about among how much I love Among the Living when I talked about Anthrax's whole catalog last year. And uh, maybe one of my top... I don't know, I, I hate putting these into groups or numbers, but one of my very, 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 maybe top five, I could even maybe say Among the Living is my number one favorite album ever. And uh, But what I really, really loved about Anthrax, in addition to how heavy they were and how fast they were, was the uh, the backing vocals, the, the real shouting, uh, you know, the Scottian yelling, shouting backup vocals. And Overkill had those as, as much as Anthrax, at least on um, Under the Influence. And so when I when I saw them live, I thought, man, this this is a band I really really like. Um, much heavier than I thought, much faster, much thrashier, and I really love them. And uh, I still I still do like them. They're they've been around now a long time since '85 was um, Feel the Fire came out in '85. So that was my introduction to Overkill, and that was cool. At that concert, also I got a, a, a bass pick from D.D. Verney, and I should also say D.D. Verney's bass was. Uh, I loved it. You you listen to metal mostly for the for the guitars, but Dee Dee Verney's bass was uh, to me it was like a, a heavier Steve Harris and a more he was like a thrash metal Steve Harris. Plus with the backing vocals, it was just perfect. So I got a Dee Dee Verney bass pick from that from him that that show and a drumstick from uh, Nuclear Assault. Who was the drummer of Nuclear Assault? Uh, was it Glenn Evans? I think. So that that was a, a great show for me. So getting to. Um, and I did buy, I don't think uh, I bought the shirt at that show, but I, no, I did, I did. I remember it was, um, I can't remember what it was what it was on the front, but on the back, in the, the overkill green, I guess you could call it, it had uh, We Came to Shred, which is the first song on this, which I'm going to talk about right now. So uh, I bought that, uh, that overkill, and then overkill came back. Uh, later that year, I saw them with uh, Slayer and Motorhead, overkill was opening, then Slayer, then Motorhead. That was a fantastic show. So getting to this, actually, let me see if I can... Uh, now, I did buy this on vinyl in, in 1988. I bought this on CD. Oh, I bought this in Florida. I bought this in... Um, it took me a while to buy this on CD. I got my first CD player in 1989. I bought this in uh, November 15th, 1990 in Florida. I bought it in uh, in Orlando, Florida. So, but I had the, the 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 record shortly after I saw that show in 1988. Maybe maybe my most my uh, single most listened to album of '88. I listen to that album constantly. So getting to it here, going uh, track by track. As I said, Shred for the first song is uh, is Shred, very very fast, like almost insanely fast. I I had no idea that Overkill played that fast. Um, first time you saw me, I was walking out the door. Uh, was it got a nasty habit coming back for more? Got to go to the to the lyrics here. Uh, ain't just a threat; it's a it's a promise well kept. 
So when all was said and done, I came to shred. And Amazing Solo, I've talked about this before. I, I don't really keep track of solos, but uh, I do remember this, this solo for Shred was just, it was Shred, it was just insanely fast. And Bobby Gustafson was, uh, I, I guess maybe like a, a junior James Hetfield. Uh, he had he had the same look. Uh, he played the, uh, uh, I guess it was a Gibson Explorer. And he had, you know, his hair was similar. But uh, part of all part of the same thing of why I loved Overkill. So Shred, fantastic. Never say never. I climb the mountain for all to see. Systematic Ascension, it's a part of me. I love that one too. Uh, there's a light that shines at the tunnel's end. It lights my every step. Uh, it lights, no, it lights my, it lights my every step. I came here to win, never say never. And great, and then there's a really cool after the, I think it's the first, uh, the first chorus there. There's a great Dee Dee Verney, uh, just bass part there. That's really, really cool. This album is maybe the best thrash metal bass album. Ah, maybe Speak English or Die, SOD, but, uh, Dee Dee Verney rules on this, this album. He's all over it. Uh, Hello from the Gutter. That was the, the hit single. They did a video for this one. And now, speaking of solos, that has uh, maybe the ones that come to mind also, um, More Than Meets the Eye by Testament, and uh, maybe a couple of Pantera ones that uh, that I could say, like my favorite thrash metal guitar solos. Um, Hello from the Gutter has a, just a fucking awesome guitar solo in that song. I love it. And that song is great, Hello. And that also had the yelling vocals, the... Uh, Blitz, the, the singer would sing hello and then hello, which was, uh, I guess, Dee Dee Verney and maybe Bobby Gustafson. Um, Gutter Child, Sweet Sixteen, Broadway Stars That Have Never Been, All Those Dreams and Broken Glass. Swept down the sewer with the rest of the trash. Here's a little story that we live to tell. Hello from the gutter, hello from our little hell. I love that song. Uh, Mad Gone World, another one with the, the, those really big shouting in your face, um, Backing Scott Ian style backing vocals at the towards the end. Mad, mad gone world. Mad, mad gone world. Love it. Um, Brain fade. Another one. Another with the the big loud screaming Scotty. I call them Scott Ian backing vocals at the end uh, uh, of Brain fade. Uh, spit it out. Suck it in. Let the genius flow. All the answers to all the questions. There's nothing you don't know. Experiences and ask them when you've done most ever everything. Just call it intuition. Just call it anything. Watch them fade to jack of all trades. Backed against the wall to an all but captive audience. To an all but captive. Watch out. Is it watch out? Here it comes. Brain fade. Take a minute to think. Brain fade. Oh, I love that song. This album rules. Um, Drunken Wisdom. Drunken Wisdom is kind of a longer one. That they, I think, overkill in the next several albums. Had kind of they had uh, these longer, slower songs on the next album, which was Years of Decay, which I also love almost as much as this. Um, it was Skull Crusher, which was I think around 10, 10 or eleven minutes, and a little bit different, slower and heavier, and um, but just as good. I, I don't need fast. I mean, I like it, but it's not necessary for me to, to listen to fast songs. Um, although it does get faster at the end, and also with the the Scotty and va uh, backing vocals uh, at the end. Drunken wisdom, drunken, great song. Uh, end of the line. That's that's one. That this is my least favorite on this on this album. Um, again, it's not a bad song. Obviously, if I'm talking about how much I love this album, I 
it's pretty much every song. Very, I wouldn't say a ripoff, but a complete, that's a total Iron Maiden song. Uh, everything about it. The, uh, um, I think especially maybe the solo and towards the end, there's some very, very huge Iron Maiden songs in the end of the line. And I love Iron Maiden, so it's kind of strange that that's my least favorite song on this album. But right after that is my absolute favorite song on this album, and that's Head First. And I remember that was the one that really caught my attention when I saw them at this concert at the Symphony on July 31st, 1988. Um, I remember some things uh, you, you remember, and they're stupid and you have no business, but I remember Blitz introducing that song as, before you get laid, you got to get head first. And also the great backing vocals and great bass after the, the kind of the intro of the song before the song really kicks into the verses. Amazing, uh, Dee Dee Verney bass. I uh, push to the left, you pull to the right. It's a standoff, gaining no ground. Out of the dark and into the light. It's a, it's a, out of the dark and into the light. Ah, it's so hard. I, I screw this up all the time, the lyrics. I, I think I know the song so great. It's a standoff, gaining no ground. Out of the dark and into the light. It's a breakthrough, starting with sound. Um, I can't forget the look on your face in shock. Starting to sweat, all wet, make a bet. It hasn't even started yet, but I got a nickel that says it will. Head first. Uh, you'll compromise, you'll let us in, you'll open wide. We're diving in head first. Uh, climb on the horse and start to ride. Slow curve, swing and I bat up down the front and side to side. Slow move, we need it stat. Uh, but yeah, head first is, uh, now, I would say not even my favorite song on this album, but maybe my favorite Overkill song in their whole catalog. I love that one. Uh, after Head First was, ah, the last song was, uh, Overkill 3. They did on, on Feel the Fire that, a, a song, uh, Overkill, just like Iron Maiden had, had Iron Maiden. Motorhead had Motorhead and Exes had Exes. Uh, Overkill had Overkill on, um, Feel the Fire and then Overkill 2 was, uh, I guess on Taking Over and Overkill 3. And they had a subtitle. This was under the influence. And they were kind of a, it was always the last, last song in the album and, and kind of a long one. Uh, shall I wake or shall I sleep? With dreams so, uh, with dreams so warm, so soft, so deep, a never ending tale enhanced, a never ending thought enhanced. Excellent song too. Uh, and there's, there's how, uh, Overkill looked back then. And they're still around. They've, they've been around a long time. Uh, um, it was in uh, Drunken Wisdom. They they kind of talked to me. I, I took it as they were talking about them as a band. It was uh, mix it up, throw it down. We came to play, not to mess around. We don't care what you say. We'll be here tomorrow like we're here today. Don't do it for the money. Do it for the thrill. Um, something, something. We're overkill. Something like that. Almost like a metal militia. Not metal militia. Like whiplash. Something like that. But uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, I, I think overkill is a little bit of a... Not underrated, but maybe overlooked. Every Everybody talks about, obviously, in Thrash Metal, the Big Four, and then even Testament and Exodus, I think, get a lot more attention than Overkill. Overkill have never really had any missteps. I think I Hear Black, uh, that wasn't a favorite. Um, but they, I don't think they had a bad album. They never really stopped. I don't think they've ever gone more than three years between albums. I think often they're... Even now, when bands are putting out albums every you know four or five years, Overkill is putting them out every... Two, um, and they've been very, very consistent. They have 15, 16 albums, but uh, this is the best one, and 
It's also the one I, I find it uh, difficult to, to try to segue into this every time. So I'm just right, going to come around and say, I love this album.